All right, everybody, and welcome back to the Ballistic Performance Radio. We are here. It is a lovely fall day here in Florida, and this is episode six of Ballistic Performance Radio. Ash, how are yep. you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Wonderful. We had an early morning, or I should say at least I had an early morning, and then we took the dog for a walk. It was gorgeous outside, so all positive things today. All right, well, Ash, why don't you tell the people what it is that we're going to be talking about today? So we're going to go through uh, the different facilities or different types of classes and it'll help you kind of decide on what you want to try and um, what might interest you most. Yeah, awesome. So, you know, right now at the time of this recording, it's about to be Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. But when this finally comes out, when this is released, it's going to be just before Christmas. Yep. And so it's a perfect time to kind of give the people some education and to give them a little insight on into what their options are, mm-hmm. uh, depending on where they live. Obviously, these are all dependent on your location and if you have them available to you. But to just put the information out there, uh, just as a disclaimer, we have not been to all of these facilities. Uh, we will definitely be planning on it and attending and seeing what we like, what we don't like, uh, getting ideas for our own business and things of that nature. However, what we did want to do is provide as much of a non-bias objective outline Mm -hmm. of each one based off of research that we've done, um, people I've spoken to that have attended these facilities and just really just putting it into one place and hoping that it provides somebody some clarity onto what they at least want to go venture into and see if they like it. Yeah. Awesome. All right, and so we're just going to run down the order here of, of things and what we plan on discussing. And we're really going to go over, um, I think, probably four or five different options that folks have. And Ash, I'll kind of let you walk us through this. Yeah. So the first one, I think the one that we're most familiar with, at least right now, uh, why don't you talk a little bit about CrossFit? Oh, yeah. I could do. Well, <laughs> should we make this a separate podcast? I could talk <laughs> no, about let's this like all try day. to limit a little okay, bit. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so without being bias because obviously Mm -hmm. Ashley and I both train using the CrossFit methodology but to give those of you who have never done CrossFit an accurate representation of what the program is and really about what happens at the affiliate level or the location of these gyms and how those can vary per location but we'll dive in here so first off to make things simple without using all the jargon that CrossFit utilizes in their definition to make Mm -hmm. it clear for folks hopefully is that CrossFit is essentially fitness for life and what we're looking at when we're talking about CrossFit is combining the best of various fitness disciplines Mm -hmm. for example Olympic weightlifting rowing gymnastics and combining those into a program that produces as much of a broad adaptation as possible meaning we're going to create people who are jacks of all trades and masters at none. Mm -hmm. We're going to get you decent at a lot of things and not make you a master at any one particular thing. Mm -hmm. And the way we do that is through constantly varied program. We utilize high intensity functional movements and we build the programs in a way that will produce those favorable adaptations. Now with CrossFit as we'll say a brand or as an affiliate, It's important for people to know that it is, in fact, an affiliate, that each location is not a franchise. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really important to define up front is that some of these fitness programs that we're going to to talk about today are franchises, and some of them, specifically CrossFit, are affiliates. Mm -hmm. Now, in the affiliate model, there is no governing body, so to speak, or regulations that you have to follow. There's a set of procedures to open an affiliate and meaning what certifications you need and insurances and things of that nature. But then after that, you're free to 100% run it as you'd like. Yeah. And I think a lot of people believe that haven't been to a CrossFit believe that CrossFit is a franchise. And so they expect the same thing everywhere they go or even worse, they have a first terrible experience (laughs) And then that ends up reflecting on the rest of the affiliates in that area because they think it's all going to be the same. Mm -hmm. So that's one really important thing to point out, that the experience can differ from location to location. 
you might go to one facility and have an incredible experience, super knowledgeable coaches, awesome atmosphere, great music, super friendly individuals in the classes. And then you could go to the next. The facility could be one third of the size. It could be really heavy metal music. Yeah, it, could, it could be dirty. It could be um, completely different style of workouts. So that's one thing that we want to clarify right up front. Uh, the next thing we can talk about is the variance. The workout's going to be different every day, so you're never going to get bored. Mm-hmm. Every day you come in, there'll be something new on the board, or at least a well-managed affiliates there will be. Um, typically, they're all coach-led, meaning the coach will take care of you from beginning to end. Uh, again, this is dependent per location, mm-hmm. but typically they'll walk you through the warm-up. They'll teach you some kind of skill or help you refine that and move into a workout and then hopefully a cool-down. And also with that, it's a... Uh, you're going to use, utilize a variety of equipment. You're going to use the barbell. You're going to use the rings. You're going to use kettlebells, slam balls, sandbags, really whatever's at the disposal at the facility, rowing, biking. And so you're going to get exposed to a wide variety of things. And uh, lastly, it's going to be that what has unfortunately become like a cliche, but that community atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's going to be like-minded individuals training together. Mm-hmm. So that's really what what you're looking at when you go to a CrossFit gym. It's not what you see on TV or on YouTube. It's not really fit, really jacked dudes and girls with half naked training at high <laughs> intensities. It's really everyday ordinary people working out. Yeah. Um, but again, it's very much dependent on the location. Yeah. Do you have any advice for people that want to try it but aren't sure where to go or kind of even how to see if it's going to be a good affiliate or not. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, I keep stressing this, but before you decide to just dive in and go to any random affiliate, mm-hmm. the first one that pops up on your Google search, there are a couple things that you can look for to make, not make sure, but help increase the likelihood of having a good experience. Yeah. So, I mean, we do it when we do a drop in when we travel. So take them through kind of yeah what the process that we go through. Absolutely. So when Ash and I are traveling and what I tell anybody who's traveling to do is number one, wherever you're going, look in that area, go go on either CrossFit.com and go to the affiliate uh, map or you can Google that area, but start clicking on some of these gyms websites. And when you click on their website, the first thing you want to do or the first thing I tell folks to do is to go to their programming. Mm Mm-hmm. Go to the, and it'll probably say WAD, which stands for workout of the day, or it might say daily workout or something along those lines. Yeah. But click on that and check that out. If you see, and I'm not saying this is wrong, I'm just saying it's probably conducive towards something that's not ideal for someone who's never done CrossFit, is if you see parts A, B, and C, or multiple different workouts within one session, anything along those lines of being multiple evolutions within the hour or within the class it's probably a likelihood that it's a gym that has some kind of competitive flavor to it mm-hmm. or a competitive atmosphere, so to speak. And it could also be, it could also show you that maybe that methodology or that program that the individual's running isn't necessarily conducive for that fitness for life mentality that mm-hmm. we mentioned earlier. It could be a lot of high volume overtraining occurring. Now I'm not saying that's happening for sure. That's just what I tell people to look out for. Yeah. Cause the last thing we want is for someone who's never done CrossFit to go to a gym. They walk in, uh, maybe that coach says hi to them. They sign into class, sign the waiver. And within minutes, uh, the coach says, Hey guys, warm ups on the board. Uh, go ahead and grab the gear you need, get right into it. Meanwhile, it's a three round warm up that has a several movements in it that you've never seen before. Yeah. Uh, and then before we know it, that seven to 10 minutes is over. Then we're moving on to, you know, part B, which is a strength piece. And we're doing really complex, we'll just say Olympic weightlifting. Mm-hmm. And then when that's over, we have a sh- really short transition. People are already adjusting their barbells or whatever yeah. equipment they're using. And then bef- then all of a sudden part two is starting and it's some kind of mech con. And we're running all over the place like chickens with our head cut off because the coach didn't set up the class properly. Mm-hmm. And then finally, when you think you're done and you're sizzling on the ground in a puddle of your own sweat, now you are told that there's a an after party or a cash out. Yeah. And you have no idea what the hell those movements are. So it's just, it can be this snowball effect of, of bad things occurring. Yeah. Did you have anything you wanted to add to that? 
No. <laughs> well, so after that, besides the programming, you can take a quick peek at that. I personally, because I'm a coach and I want to be coached well when I go somewhere, I tell folks to check out the coaches page. And it's not all about credentials, but credentials are also there for a reason. They do speak to whether the individuals are willing to increase their knowledge base if they're pursuing, you know, to be experts in their craft. And I'll just tell folks to take a glance at the coaches page. Is there anybody on the entire page, including the owner operators? Is there anyone there that has anything higher than a level one? Now there are amazing level one coaches out there. I'm not saying that the level one is not adequate. All I'm simply saying is you want to ensure that you're being taken care of. And Mm -hmm. typically that results from having more education in the field. So having more than just the CrossFit level one. And it doesn't have to be within CrossFit. It can be the CSCS, which is your certified strength and conditioning specialist. It can be some certification through NASM. It can be some uh, personal training certification. Mm -hmm. It can be a lot of other things, Olympic weightlifting certs. But I always look for a variety because it's it speaks to the kind of individuals that are working there. Yeah. No, that's good. Uh, aside from that, not too much else. I mean, in terms of the website and trying to find a place. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's always word of mouth. You can go on their Facebook page. You can read their reviews on, on their Google business listing. There are a bunch of other strategies you can take to find a, a affiliate that will likely lead to a better experience. But that's really the the general themes that I tell folks to look for. Okay. Yeah, that's helpful. Awesome. Anything else with CrossFit that you think people should know to decide whether they want to drop into a place or not? Uh, I don't know about dropping into a place, but I would just say to kind of put a button here on CrossFit is to give people an expectation of what they can be thinking for price Mm -hmm. and also an expectation of probably the mindset they need to be in. Yeah. And so I'd say... You know, anybody can do CrossFit. It's universally scalable. However, if you're signing up and you're pretty lackluster about it and you're really not comfortable about learning new things and and trying to make changes and probably adjusting your nutrition because Mm -hmm. the best affiliates are going to address that as well and really not looking to to work hard and and show up every day, then maybe that's not the best option for you initially. Maybe something with a little more low a little lower barrier to entry that isn't so um I'm gonna use my words carefully that isn't quite as insurmount like, ins- I, I was gonna say like going out of their comfort zone. Yeah, that like, that, that isn't quite such a stretch, I think is yeah. a good way to say it. Knowing that if you've never done anything in your life fitness related yeah. and you choose an affiliate yeah, and you choose an affiliate that is very much performance-based and is very competitive in nature, then that might not be the right affiliate. Now, you may be able to go down the street and go to a different one or maybe something more like Orange Theory or F45 is more appropriate Mm -hmm. for you. So it's definitely not saying CrossFit's the only way. There are plenty of other options that might be your starter and then maybe you get into CrossFit later on. Yeah. But in terms of the price, um, you definitely have to be in a position where you're prioritizing your health and fitness Mm -hmm. and or extremely financially stable. Because you are going to put a little more forward than what you would for your typical Globo Gym, like yeah. LA Fitness style. You're going to probably pay, I think the national average right now for affiliates is about $155 a month. Gotcha. So if that's the average, you're looking at paying somewhere between, you know, 135 and even upwards of 225 in some areas. I believe CrossFit, uh, NYC or Black Box, something in Manhattan is is insane. It's like 300 and some dollars a month. Okay. Uh, so it really depends on your geographic location. But let's just say on average, somewhere between 150 and $200 a month is what you're looking to putting into that, uh, that investment. Gotcha. Awesome. Anything else with CrossFit? Uh, not that I can think of. Okay. Well, so moving on, let's talk a little bit about Orange Theory. Um, right now it's extremely popular. Have you ever been to a class? I personally have not, but my sister. Yeah. My sister has too. And so is your sister. My sister. I've gone. I've gone once. Oh, there you go. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually haven't just because until we moved to Florida, there wasn't one or that's not true. In Pittsburgh, there there was a lot in Pittsburgh. Yeah, there was a lot in Pittsburgh, but in Pittsburgh, I didn't necessarily have the time because I was running, I was like the sole operator of that gym. But in 
when we moved to Florida, there is one, but it's like just on that borderline of being convenient because it's a little further down Lake Mary Boulevard. Uh, and we've been launching ballistic performance and just doing yeah. a lot of things. So basically, I'm just making a bunch of excuses. I was to gonna say, say it's I hard though been. when you work in a gym, justifying, right? A, like Orange Theory is more expensive, and we'll go into that. Or not more expensive, but it's expensive. The competitor. So. No, just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. Anyway, so, so tell us a little bit about Orange Theory. All right. So. Uh, well, first, I think this is interesting. I don't want to go too far on this tangent, but we both just mentioned both of our sisters are members of Orange Theory. Yeah. The reason my sister is a member of Orange Theory, because I think when I tell people that, they're kind of taken aback, like, you're the CrossFit guy. Like, why, why, why is your sister... <laughs> why? Yeah, like, your parents have it in their garage. You're, you've been coaching for the last, like, seven years full-time. Why, why does... Why are you letting her do that? The reason I'm letting her do that is because the affiliates in in her area are trash. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to name names. and I'm not going to say where she's at. But I didn't tell her to do CrossFit because I had dropped into both of the affiliates where she goes to school. And they were bad experiences. The, the programming was not conducive to what she needed. Yeah. And I didn't want her to be exposed to that onslaught of issues so to speak yeah so i told her to do orange theory because she came to me and asked and i told her to do orange theory because i thought it would be a more controlled environment it would be more conducive to her goals because she likes to run she's actually doing her first uh marathon today yeah yeah so good luck rachel hope your time ended up well she was killing it running like an eight thirty for the first 10 miles so hopefully she kept that up uh but that's why that happened and so just kind of i thought that related to the subject yeah. at least no that's good all right, so Orange Theory. Um, from conversations that I've had with plenty of people, including my sister, and from the research I've done uh, on the business side of things as well as like the actual experience side of things, let's give people uh, a quick synopsis here. So Orange Theory, a lot of people think it's a direct competitor of CrossFit. I would not call it that. No. Um, they're two very different atmospheres very different especially business models yeah and like we mentioned previously crossfit is an affiliate orange theory is a franchise meaning that every orange theory you go into the experience is going to be almost identical Mm -hmm. the location in terms of square footage is going to be almost the same the how the room set up yeah the decor the setup of the room the coaching styles the the workouts themselves Everything is going to be very familiar. So that's number one. If you go into one Orange Theory and you freaking love it, awesome. Because there's a shit ton of Orange (laughs) Theories out there and you can drop into all of them when you travel. There's a huge process too for their coaches to be like, I don't know if it's called Orange Theory certified, but um, again, you're going to kind of get the same coaching or similar coaching, maybe not the same cues, but... um, the type of coaching at right. every single one. Yeah, they have it. They have in-house certification yeah. process. So yeah, I'm sure that's correct. Um, with Orange Theory, they've essentially based the entire methodology on something that's called Epoch. Mm-hmm. And so what that stands for, for those of you out there that are not uh, exercise science savvy, is excess post-oxygen consumption. So think about this like the afterburn. This is what you this is what you can think of when people tell you you burn more calories throughout the day after the workout. Mm-hmm. It's because that after you're done working out, there's a period where your body is consuming additional oxygen to essentially restore all of the the energy stores that you depleted. And so you're actually burning, quote unquote, burning more calories during that time because mm-hmm. your body is still in that recovery phase. Yeah. And so Orange Theory basically took all the research on Epoch and established their entire model on it and said, okay, our goal is going to be to do high-intensity interval-style workouts, HIIT-style workouts, and we're going to try to get people to spend 12 minutes, because that's what the research suggested, in the quote-unquote orange zone or the orange effect. And so in that hour that you're in class, their goal is to get you to be in the orange zone. And these zones are based off of heart rate percentages. Yeah. So when you're in there, you're wearing a heart rate monitor the whole time. So everything in Orange Theory is very tech-based. You, When you sign up, you get a heart rate monitor. You have an app on your phone, like the whole deal. There's displays in the room. And 
everything's based off that heart rate. So their goal is for you to be in the orange zone for 12 minutes across the entire workout. So that might come in little 30 second chunks. It might come in one minute chunks, things like that. Yeah. So that's the goal with that. So number one, if you, if you're interested in orange theory, if you're a tech savvy person or you just enjoy data, it might be right for you. There's a lot of data that they're putting in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, the second thing with that is they have, they're very structured, right? There's always treadmills, there's always bubble rowers, and there's always some kind of body weight circuit or light dumbbell type circuit, right? Yeah. So it's between, or it's those three movements repeated in different ways over and over and over and over and over and over and over over again, (laughs) right? And that's why some folks uh, in the fitness industry look at Orange Theory as sort of that stepping stone into fitness because it's you get more comfortable yeah you get comfortable you start doing those things every day you get fitter and healthier in the process and then what happens is maybe it doesn't happen to everyone maybe you start to get a little burnout you start to get a little pallet fatigue you're tired of doing the treadmill followed by the bubble rower followed by some kind of circuit yeah and but that's the style they run and it's very effective they're a very high volume high capacity model they get people in they get them through they give them a great workout um, the atmosphere from what everybody's told me is super high energy yeah. Coach, coaches are very motivating. And so overall it's a, it's a pretty good experience. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything to add there with that? I don't think so. Um, is there anything besides like the rep- repetition and maybe getting bored that you think would, did, I think the words like deter, deter people from going? Um, Again, I haven't been to one of the affiliates or to one of the franchises, so I don't want to speak in a way that makes people think that I know that I know exactly what I'm talking about or that I'm just blowing smoke of everybody's ass. Yeah. As far as I know, I think it's a great gateway into into fitness. Yeah. It's you know, do is there that community vibe of like Jack knows Sally and Sally knows Sarah and Sarah's best friends with Becky and they okay. all come together and they have this like awesome time? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I know you're not allowed to stay, stay and hang out after class because okay. they're getting you in and then the next class is coming in. Like they're a very efficient model. Yeah. So they definitely don't want you to, they don't want to be the CrossFit style. Hey, come and hang out with us in the gym for two hours after class is yeah. over. But that doesn't mean you can't develop relationships in the classes mm-hmm. either. So I don't know if there's anything else that's a deterrent or a barrier to entry. Okay. I think Orange Theory did a great job of creating a model that was very... Uh, friendly to outsiders' perspectives yeah. and getting them involved. No, that's good. Uh, with Orange Theory, what is the price? Like, is it similar to CrossFit? Uh, again, even though it's a franchise, I believe the the prices can still vary from location to location, okay. especially just due to geographic differences and cost of living and all of those yeah. things. But I believe the average is somewhere around $159 a month. So okay. it's very similar to CrossFit. I believe the one here in Lake Mary is one, it's either 149 or 159 yeah. So it's almost right on that average. Okay. Um, so yeah, so very similar price point. So still needing to either... V- prioritize your health and fitness or be financially stable enough to invest that kind of money. Per yeah. Month. Anything else with orange theory? Uh, no, the only thing I would say is just to put a little like tidbit here at the end. Like I mentioned in the beginning or joked about they're not, I don't think they're competitors. I don't think CrossFit and orange theory are competitors yeah. of one another. I think they both have diff- their serve their purposes. And I think there's a life, a life cycle to fitness where maybe they do, Someone does sign up for Orange Theory and does it for six months, and then maybe they do get bored and and then go to their local CrossFit affiliate if that if they're trying to level up their fitness, so to speak, and learn more. Yeah, different skills. Right, or maybe they find something that's similar to a metabolic, where they're gonna once again level up their skills, but they don't want to be. Maybe they have that a negative connotation with CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And they want to find something else, or maybe Orange Theory is right up their alley. They're very busy very busy uh like white collar worker doesn't have a lot of time wants to get in out get their shit done then fantastic so yeah i think that's important to notice none of these i would say are necessarily direct competitors of one another everybody's targeting a very specific avatar for a very specific reason okay cool, cool. now what about f45 okay so again 
we don't have one of these here. Yeah, I've never been to one. The of closest these. one to us is Altamont. Oh. So you know, from our house where we're at right now, that's a trek. That's like forty-five minutes. Yeah, um, at least. And even from work during traffic, that could still be like thirty minutes. But yeah, uh, there is an F forty-five there, and you said you haven't heard of them. I haven't been to one. Okay, I haven't is been it to a one. franchise or? It's a franchise. Okay. So, uh, quick like super quick and dirty background because I don't know a ton about the company, but I know they started in Australia and I know now in the United States, there's quite a few franchises and I believe Mark Wahlberg is like their primary celebrity spokesperson. Yeah. (laughs) So um, they're doing very well, but the F45, what it stands for is functional and then 45 is the number of minutes of the class. So it's essentially functional 45 minutes. And again, this is all based off research. This is not my opinion. I, d- I can't have an actual opinion on it because I haven't been to one. Yeah. But from what I've read and from what I've heard from people who have attended these, it's, I don't want to say similar to Orange Theory because it's not in terms of equipment and logistics, but it's, your, I would say your stereotypical, what has now become commoditized group fitness. You're going to mm-hmm. go in, there's going to be, a different several stations it's a different number depending on the day but i think what they do is average around 16 so it's 16 stations okay two people per station so you're running 32 people at a time if the class was at capacity if they went with that 16 stations and it's all interval style work and they'll you know they'll do that work to rest ratio and they'll rotate through all these stations and they'll hit that 45 minutes yeah um, it's a more equipment, more equipment options, I would say, than what you're talking about with Orange Theory. They they still utilize um, dumbbells. They still utilize bikes and rowers, and they have a wide variety of equipment. Mm-hmm. They have something that I believe looks like a barbell, but it's not an actual barbell. It's much smaller than that. Okay. Um, but so they incorporate a lot of different equipment. Yeah. So just like Orange Theory and CrossFit, you're probably not going to get bored of the movements and the workouts, maybe the cyclical nature of the whole thing and and the repeated process of coming day after day. Yeah. But it gives you a wide variety of different options and you're exposed to a ton of different movements. So that part's good. Um, They also utilize heart rate monitors just like Orange Theory does. And so they're very tech-driven. There's big displays in there um, showing the movements and and walking, sort of walking them through the workout. And uh, again, I think, might have already said this, but a, a very high energy, like motivational yeah. style environment. Is it similar to Orange Theory where the coaches all are go through the same coaching process? That's a good question. I don't know that off the top of my head. Gotcha. I would be willing to bet that it is a yes just due to the size of the, the franchise already. Okay. But I do not know that for sure. Okay. Um, I do know that they they're targeting a very specific demographic and that and that's for folks who probably haven't fitnessed before. Okay. So F45, at least from the ads I've seen, like on Facebook and things of that yeah. nature, they remind me very much of like the, I don't want to say six week challenge kind of ads, but like yeah. the, the gym launch kind of ads. Like, Just you know, getting we're looking people f- more comfortable. Yeah. We're looking for 30 individuals who want a total body transformation, stuff like that. Yeah. And so I think they're targeting the folks who probably have never fitnessed mm-hmm. or just looking to move and lose some weight. Uh, and get healthier in the process. Gotcha. Now, with that being said, from some of the reviews I've read online, the I would say the model doesn't necessarily prioritize coaching. Okay. I would, from what I've gathered, I would say it leans more towards the experience. Gotcha. And just getting people moving, moving. and moving them quickly. Not so much the instruction side of it. Gotcha. And again, I'm not saying that's wrong, but I'm saying for anyone who has fitnessed before, especially if you've done CrossFit, you're likely not going to come and transfer over to F45 because that technical side is not going to be there. Okay. That um, makes sense. Yeah. So definitely not a technical coaching side, at least from what I've read. Yeah. And then in terms of the price, it was kind of hard to dial it in and figure it out because it's very dependent on location, even though it's that franchise-based model. Mm-hmm. And from what I could find, 
in the Florida area, it looked more like about $25 a class was what you were looking for. Gotcha. And in terms of the month, it was really hard to figure out. They don't have the, the prices on their site. But I saw a couple figures out there where it was looking at um, a pretty high-end price point to where it was maybe uh, $100 for, you know, nine classes a month or something oh, like that. Okay. And then it got progressively higher if you went towards that unlimited end. So yeah. I would say you're definitely looking higher than both CrossFit and um, Orange Theory. Yeah. But again, someone can correct me on that in the comments if I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, again, this is all based off of research and not biased opinion because <laughs> we haven't been to these. Yeah. But that's really what you're looking at there. 45-minute class, 10 to 16 different stations, two people per station, rotating through. Um, very short warm-ups from what I heard. The, the warm-ups are less than the first five minutes of the class. Gotcha. So just for the folks that need to know that. And, uh, you know, very clean corporate feel facilities just like Orange Theory. Nice. Yeah. So going on um, to more the, like, cardio-type workouts what um tell us a little bit about cycle bar okay so just so everybody knows i've only been in cycle bar twice maybe one time i can't even think of it now but so my experience is based off of the atmosphere mm -hmm. and what i've learned through talking to one of the cycle bars general managers not an actual class experience yeah but i do know a little bit about the business model side. So I'll kind of touch on that. You've taken a class or two. Yep. So you can hit that up a little bit as well. So from my viewpoint, number one, the facilities are very nice, like very boutique style yeah. uh, facility. They have a member at our CrossFit gym right now. She said it's like the small details that really matter. matter. So like, they have hair ties in the women's room. Like they have just different, like different things that you don't expect, but they make a big difference. Yeah. Like small amenities. Those, mm -hmm. those always make the difference. And, uh, everything's very, like very light. Like everything's white. Yeah. Like, very. <laughs> this is kind of already off, to not off topic, but the smell, like we said. Yes. So they do a fantastic <laughs> job cycle bar and, I'm assuming this is part of all their franchises of creating that ambiance when you walk in. Smell the very distinct, like good smell. Yeah, you say Just distinct, clean. it could be bad, but a very no, clean. Oh no, and, yeah, it's very good. like <laughs> like boutique. Like when I, I walked that in, on my water bottle. Yeah, when, when I walked home. in, I felt very like high end. Yeah, and so that's the vibe that they're putting on, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, in terms of you know membership, or let's say that towards the end, in terms of their classes, I think it depends on the location, but the one here in uh, Lake Mary is offering, I think, like three a day. Was that what their schedule was? Three classes a day, four a day? Yeah, uh, I think it was four. Four, four or five. Day. So four or five classes a day. Um, classes are how long? Uh, 45 minutes, and then I think they do one 30-minute one at noon. Okay, so pretty efficient class model. Yeah. They, in their studio they do have 50 bikes so mm -hmm. including the instructor so you can get up to 49 people in that class uh, and the studio is not very big like the actual studio itself yeah so they do a great job in terms of uh occupate or operational capacity and getting people in there and, and getting a lot of people fit at the same time yeah um also with that i would say i was going to go to a new point but i actually lost my train of thought did you have anything to add there about the studio itself i don't think so i think that use their space well and then kind of building off that the instructors or like the managers are very good at making new people comfortable so they'll take you in like I was a cycle instructor I didn't tell them that but walking through the door you can tell that I do fitness and like they still took the extra time did they look at your traps is that how they knew <laughs> no <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> but like they took the time to walk me over to the bike, get me set up, make sure that I practice getting my feet in and out of like the clips. Um, so no matter. And then I saw someone behind me. She was brand new and she I heard her tell them that she's never she, or hasn't been active for quite some time. 
and they kind of took her through the exact same process. So I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, I think that's, we can go on a little tangent on that. That's really important. I mean, nobody wants to walk into any kind of facility and feel stupid. Yeah. No, like, no, and that goes for really anything in life. You don't oh, want to yeah. walk into the room and not be the one who doesn't no, know what's happening. No, and especially with fitness, you just have, or I think a lot of people have that mentality, like, they're just really afraid. And so if the people working or the instructors are not creating that good atmosphere, good experience, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. And so, oh, this is what I was going to say earlier. I think we talked about the ambience when ambiance when you first walk in and that atmosphere. And then they take that and they do a great job of applying like a really high energy atmosphere yeah. into the actual workout itself. I mean, they're using music. Great. Yeah. They're using awesome music. They're using lights. lights. The instructors you're cycling to the beat. So they really do a good job of making it an, a fitness experience and making it something that is entertaining to people. Yeah. So with cycling or I guess cycle bar is what we're talking about. Um, is it just cycling? Uh, when I went to the class, we did use weights for one song. Yeah. But. And so that's completely dependent on the location. I don't yeah. want to get so specific because I'm by no means a, an avid cycle, like cycle <laughs> class attendee. Oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I took some of your classes back in the day when I was trying to date you. But <laughs> that was about it. I was just trying to make a good impression. <laughs> uh, Is but, that why you sat in the front row? Exactly. That's why I sat in the front row and had my resistance turned up as high as possible. <laughs> I was trying to show off my you chicken legs. Like you were dying. <laughs> yes. Uh, but anyway, anyway, so um, <laughs> Ashley can't stop laughing. <laughs> we so essentially what we're saying is the that aspect of it getting off the bike, doing things off the bike. I think is going to be dependent on the location, on the actual class. Like maybe they have a hybrid type class where they're doing something where yeah. they are getting off the bike. Um, but let's just say cycling in general, you're probably not going to be off the bike that much if you are at all. Mm -hmm. So it has to be something that you really enjoy yeah. or that maybe you're not attending every day. Maybe you're buying more of a class package and going in there yeah. to prevent burnout. But it's very, I mean, it's recyclical. It's cyclical and redundant, right? Like you're in the same spot. Yeah, there's only so much you right. can do. <laughs> exactly. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying some folks might get burnout quickly on yeah. it. Um, so I think that's why a lot of cycle studios, we're not talking cycle bar anymore specifically, but a lot of cycle studios will do class packs rather than yeah. monthly attendance. What's the price with cycle bar or just cycling studios in general? Yeah. So, um, with cycle bar specifically, cause I haven't looked up a ton of them, you're probably looking somewhere around that $150 mark. Mm -hmm. Now it certainly could be more. It certainly could be closer to like the 170, 180 mark. Um, and then, you know, if you're, if we're talking about going up into, you know, um, Hoboken, New Jersey and, and Manhattan, you're going to be, and we're doing soul cycle, you're going to be significantly higher. Yeah. Uh, but it's for the most part, it's in the same ballpark as okay. Orange Theory and, and CrossFit. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I guess we can move on from that one. Yeah. So kind of going on to like, um, just a boot camp style class. I don't know if we want to say like the LA fitness boot camp class. I think we yet, can or just say, boot I think camp we can just class in general. group them together in general. Okay. Um, so number one, if you, if you run a boot camp class out there, I'm not picking on you in particular, or we're not talking about your style in particular because everybody can be a little bit different yeah. here. So we're really just generalizing this and saying boot camp. And yeah. so what, to me, what that essentially means is you're doing probably some kind of hit style training. Yeah. So high intensity interval training, a lot of work to rest ratios, things like that. You're probably using uh, a bunch of different equipment, probably a lot of kettlebells, medicine balls, slam balls, maybe sandbags, a lot of stuff that doesn't take a lot of skill to, yeah. to pick up very fast. But can also kind of keep you engaged and yeah almost like motivate you like oh i did that and i yeah, didn't exactly. think i could yeah maybe you're flipping some smaller tires yeah, things like that battle ropes and yes yeah battle ropes so you're using some different equipment but you're probably not touching a barbell yeah you're probably not doing any high level body weight movements it's really just about getting moving getting the heart rate up i would mm -hmm. say for most boot camp style classes 
um, in terms of instruction, you're probably looking at a lot more uh, lifeguarding and cheerleading than you are like technical instruction. Yeah. Uh, so more motivating, less instruction, uh, less technical. And then in terms of your demographic, you're probably talking primarily or predominantly women. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say there aren't men who are in those classes. You know, we at Elite Wellness here in Florida, we run what's called FIT, which is functional interval training. And that's, some people would call a boot camp yeah. class, but we keep ours very specific. So, you know, we start with that 12 to 15 minute tempo based strength piece. Then we're moving into very specific strength, excuse me, not strength, but work to rest ratio interval style workouts. Yeah. And everything has a reason. There's a specific method to the madness. Yeah. Now, that's not to say that that carries over to all other boot camp classes. I think without putting people into too much of a stereotype or programs into too much of a stereotype, I think for some boot camp classes, I think it's questionable whether there's a method to the madness. Yeah. I think, sometimes it just seems like it's thrown together. Exactly. I think sometimes it is thrown together. Yeah. And, uh, you know, our program here before I took it over was thrown together. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was not a method to the madness. There was a lot of just high volume work for high volume work's sake. Yeah. And uh, if you enjoy that, that's great. But is it the most conducive to better fitness? No. Yeah. Um, so that part's questionable. I think if you're really looking for that kind of setup or a boot camp style setup or class, I think you really need to do your research. Mm-hmm go in and try several classes at several different places because the, the boot camp class you take at LA fitness is not going to be the same as the, uh, the CrossFit quote unquote light class that you take down the street. Yeah. And it's not going to be the same as like a Barry's boot camp, which is, you know, very well known, very well run organization. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, but in terms of, we're not really going to talk price on this cause it's too, yeah. And it can change. It's all everywhere. over the board. Yeah. Um, the one thing I will say is I had just mentioned it there. I would be somewhat cautious about going to a CrossFit facility and taking their either boot camp or CrossFit light or whatever they call it. Yeah. Often or only because often that class is simply CrossFit programming that somebody took the barbell out of. Yeah. And is just running it as a lower barrier to entry method to get more people into their crossfit classes so it's really just a like a farming class so to speak like they're gonna bring you in they're gonna cultivate you into a a person that's adequate enough to then join crossfit yeah and uh you know that's there's nothing wrong with that but i want people who are attending those boot camp style classes to be in programs that are structured specifically for that that are structured and for specific reasons and for them to actually get closer toward their goals, not just attend somebody's, you know, second rate program that they're running just to get more people in the door. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, now with LA fitness, what are your thoughts or suggestions on if someone wants to just join LA fitness and kind of do their own thing? Yeah. Well, we were just talking about this today in a walk and I think there's a lot of people who still, regardless of how commoditized group fitness has become, still just want to go to LA Fitness, Planet Fitness, Snap Fitness, XYZ Fitness, you <laughs> name it. They want to go there. They want to pay that really low fee. Yeah. Uh, whether it's $9 a month, 19 35 Most of those are below $35 oh, a month. Oh, yeah. Uh, and pay that fee and just do the normal thing. Do some cardio, do some free weights or either machines, and then... You know, maybe take some of their their classes that they offer. Yeah. And if that's all, if that's what you can afford, that's okay. Yeah. Um, if that's what you enjoy, that's okay. The only thing I will say is for those people out there who are truly trying to decide, like they've made the commitment, they're going to try to make a change in their life and um, start and develop healthier habits, be yeah. more physically active. The couple things that you do need to know about those style of facilities, number one, they're they're huge facilities. They're, yeah. they're high volume model, the low retention model. So are you going to get the care and the, the community guidance. and the relationship and the guidance that you would from any of, you know, Orange Theory, F45, CrossFit? Absolutely not. Yeah. You know, you're, you're literally a, a statistic. You're a number in their machine. Mm-hmm. 
And what they're looking at is their margins. They're not really looking at the individuals. And that's just how that model is. Yeah. Now, that's not to say you might have some great trainers that work for those places that are trying to change that. But overall, that's what you can expect more of just being an individual, being a member there. But that's really all it is. You're just a paying member. Yeah. Um, second thing is, at least when I've gone back and gone to some of those facilities, you're, it's a very isolative atmosphere. Most people have headphones in. Most people are not talking to the people beside them. Yeah. Uh, if you're in a really popular gym, maybe you have a bunch of uh, douchebag bodybuilder guys in the freeway area judging everybody else. I was just going to say, you're saying that like a lot of people don't notice you, but if you are a strong, fit female, usually you're going to have people come up to you and say something oh i'm not saying people don't notice i'm saying it's very it feels very judgy oh okay i'm i'm saying everybody's trying to feel everybody else out okay yeah yeah and uh so yeah i mean you're very much on your own there you're a lone wolf doing your thing yeah um obviously depending on where you go that's going to dictate the kind of equipment you have Mm -hmm. but for the majority they're all the same there's a cardio section there's a strength training machine section and then there's a free weight section Mm -hmm. and then the bigger facilities there's probably some kind of group fitness studio that they run their classes out of and so i mean that's the breakdown of almost every big uh, commercial gym yeah and so but if you are going to those there's plenty of things that you can do there's plenty of online programs well that's what i was gonna ask you ballistic performance kind of going off of that like how do you know if you should do and not like i'm not even saying i'm not trying to promote like ballistic performance even just though. a little <laughs> but like how do you know if you should do an online program yeah i mean i think there's a ton of different reasons that online programs are advantageous and that there are a ton of diff- different motives to do them yeah but i would say you know if if fitness is going to become a financial burden yeah for you then maybe you are better off to, like if you truly cannot afford it, not if you can't prioritize your finances enough yeah. to to invest that money or not because you can't see that value in it, but if you truly cannot afford more than that $35 a month, then that's the option that you have. So you're going to need to go. But that doesn't mean that you can't follow some kind of program that is being provided through a remote source mm-hmm. like online and Just maybe give you some guidance. and maybe it's only another nineteen dollars a month, and maybe you realize, oh, I can swing that and spend a total of, you know, forty five or sixty five dollars a month, yeah, and still make everything work versus having to spend, you know, one hundred fifty, one hundred fifty to two hundred dollars a month. Yeah. So that might be one reason where you you look at the numbers, crunch them, and figure, okay, I can make sixty work, and you subscribe to whatever it is you want to subscribe to whether it's ballistic performance or street parking or you know what uh, i think um what's the name of it? open gym or whatever these online programs that you want to follow if they if you meet their requirements meaning their equipment requirements yeah. and you can pay the fee then that's something that you can definitely use to then have some structure have some accountability because you have a little skin in the game Mm -hmm. but give you some guidance while you're there yeah absolutely um another thing is you might be burnt out on what you were previously doing maybe you no longer want to be part of the crossfit culture or you're tired of orange theory or f45 just wasn't your bag and maybe you just want to go back to la fitness you want to follow some kind of online programming because you know what that time is your time to de-stress. You don't mm-hmm. want to talk to anybody. You just want to listen to your music and do your thing. And and maybe all you really care about is looking good naked. Yeah. And that's okay. That's yeah. cool. Most people just want to look good in some way or another. And you can accomplish that for sure in a commercial gym. Yeah. And you can definitely do it through some well-thought-out programming that's being provided online. Mm-hmm. Um, did nice. you have anything else to add there? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. And so I think just a quick recap here, what we're trying to do in this episode, guys, is give you a a synopsis of essentially the options that you're likely to have in your area. Now, if you're from somewhere like Dubois, where I'm from, in the middle of nowhere that still is, it's like it's 2003 there, (laughs) you probably don't have an F45 or an Orange Theory. I mean, Dubois doesn't even have a CrossFit, for God's sake, and there's a CrossFit on like 126 different countries (laughs) so uh if that's the case 
what we just talked about at the end, that's your only option. Yeah. And so you need to take advantage of that. But overall, we wanted to give you an idea of what you're getting into in each of these programs, not to sway you one way or another, but to give you some basic details of like, hey, if you're really looking to level up your fitness and do true strength and conditioning, you're probably better off to go to CrossFit. Yeah. If you're someone who's just looking to get a great workout in a high energy environment, but you don't really care about learning how to do any kind of higher level skill or um, really develop that sense of community, then Orange Theory is probably your way to go because mm-hmm. it's going to be efficient. You're going to get a great workout and it's going to be consistent. Yep. Uh, and then F45 is very similar. If you're looking for that consistency, a nice facility, um, you know, techs involved, then that's the way you want to go. If you guys can hear our dog, he's crying through the door. He's being a little baby. But uh, that might be the way to go. And especially if you don't have any prior fitness experience, then F45 yeah. might be your ticket. We talked about cycle bar. We talked about um, boot camp classes. I'd say those are more, especially cycling, that's more niche. If that's something you truly enjoy, go for it because that might be your favorite hour of your day because it's something you really like and you love that kick-ass music. Cool. (laughs) And boot camp is very similar to what we said already with Orange Theory and F45. Yep. Uh, And then lastly was the, you know, the commercial gym. All of them are options. You know, something is better than nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, Ashley and I are biased toward CrossFit because, <laughs> I mean, I've been doing it for eight, almost eight years, and it's amazing. And yeah. I would always tell people to, rec- I would always recommend people do it. However, we want you to do something that you enjoy, and something is better than nothing. Yeah, something that works for you. It's yes. all about what you can consistently do and that you enjoy. It should be the best hour of your day. Yeah, exactly. It needs to be sustainable. Mm-hmm. That's what we're looking for. So... That was the purpose here today, guys. Give you some options. Um, If we misspoke on any of those, drop us a comment. Let us know. Um, Don't be assholes about it, but just let us know (laughs) if we we misspoke. Again, these are all based on research and maybe an attendance or two here or there. But for the most part, these are just non-objective information based off of what we could find for you. All right. So, guys, that is it for today. Um, again, this podcast is going to be dropped right before Christmas. So Merry Christmas to everyone. I hope you guys have a fantastic holiday. Don't eat too much pie. Don't (laughs) eat too many cookies. Um, especially those little ones with the peanut butter cups in the middle. Yeah, they're my favorite, but have a fantastic holiday and we will see you guys next time.